It's four minutes now after 8 p.m. You tuned in to a Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabonga Tawe. And uh, we now go into our Culture Talk conversation. Every Thursday, taking a look at uh, all of the uh, uh, aspects of who we are, uh, both our public and private lives, that uh, would constitute our um, composite response to life's varied problems, as uh, those in the Black Consciousness Movement would say. Uh, and, and culture in that sense, so not in the sta- stoic and uh, you know very stale conception uh, that uh, often feeds into uh, tribalistic impulses that some people might have. No, not that. By culture, I mean uh, the culture that uh, isn't static but very dynamic and fluid that we create every single day, just like uh, some of the things that we do on the show. Uh, so we're going to be uh, taking a look in particular this evening in our culture talk at uh, the role of uh, traditional uh, 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 medicine and uh, the role of uh, traditional clinical approaches and, of course, uh, uh, the healers who undertake these approaches during this challenge of COVID-19. Now, uh, I guess uh, all manner of issues uh, uh, relating to the uh, um, medical and clinical response to the COVID-19 and the ability of the public health care system to do this, but also, uh, I guess we might. it's always helpful for us to remember that, um, yes, we might uh, be able to use the most modern uh, forms, and I hate to use the word modern, but uh, let's work with, with it for now. You might be able to use the most modern uh, ways of uh, 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 responding to COVID-19 from a clinical perspective, but, you know, we're not a U- province of Europe. Uh, we are in Africa, and uh, we know a considerable number of us, Sia Consalta, uh, we go and uh, we engage people who can connect us uh, to all of our spiritual guides and uh, our forebearers uh, who continue to guide us and uh, of uh, the divine. Now, the big question is, in how we are thinking of the health response, what space, if any, have we made for traditional healers and uh, what space ought we to create uh, for uh, a blended clinical and medical response uh, to this uh, challenge. Pepisile Masego, National Coordinator of the Traditional Healers Organization, joins me to have this conversation. Uh, Pepisile, good evening to you and uh, Togoz and uh, Tamakush. Thank you very much for hosting us and uh, good evening to listeners mm. let's maybe start off on that uh, lingering question that I left there uh, what role space if any has been created for Ninabandu Basebenzang Mbilo in responding to COVID-19 uh, if any and uh, maybe more aspirationally what would you like that role to look like okay you know to be precise there's basically no role that we, that has been created for us mm. You know, by government, uh, there's not been any role such that uh, they found it even difficult to consult with us. You know, um, uh, to them, it's like healers do not exist, regardless of the fact that uh, we see over 72 percent of the general population of the country. But then they chose not to. You know, mm. and even, um, you know, even even when we we contribute close to 3 billion to the gdp of the country but our principals the government politicians they just decided to turn a blind a blind eye uh, a blind eye on us which is which is very interesting you know but then you understand you know we're living in a country in a continent that is constantly you know undermined and undermining itself you know full of self hate and and being told by the west what what is what is good for us, you know, instead of us telling the West what we think could be good for us. 
So that's that's the that's the challenge that we faced with. In any case, after realizing that the president decided to overlook us, uh, that nothing was spoken about us by minister as well. Uh, we then decided to approach them. We then decided to approach them, interestingly, using media. And uh, were able to to make lots of noise, very loud noise, that they could not, you know, turn away or pretend not to hear. And here we are today. I um, would like to say to you that uh, at least we've met with the minister. Uh, he has apologized for overlooking us. And we hope that it was real, that he's not going to do it again. Mm. And the fact that also the president, um, on on behalf of the government, also he has apro- apologized on behalf of president as well. But also the good thing that we did, because because we then told them, we definitely thank them for for making sure that the virus does not spread, uh, it does not spread so quickly, yeah. that uh, they're working extremely hard, both of them, with with president and the government, the entire government and all ministers, they're working very hard to make sure that mm. we do not catch this horrible flu. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I assume I assume uh, that uh, the minister in question, Ukabazel, um, Dr. Zuelim Kize. Yes, Ukabazel. Yes, yes. And, and and what commitments, if any, did he uh, leave you within the meeting? You know, I mean, you know, with meetings like this, uh, at some point you have a way forward. Uh, Am I telling of the meeting? What what way forward did he suggest? Okay. There are a few things that we raised with them. The first thing is that we want to to participate, to be seen to be actively participating in in prevention education. We said to them, we want to make sure that uh, uh, government is clear and also are now pronounced on the fact that healers are part of essential service um, providers, mm. and therefore we need to be included, you know, and we demand this because people... Even before COVID-19, they never asked from government, you know, to come to us. They just came. Even some of them, they never even call us. They just come to us without making appointments. Mm. So that means our, you know, our presence in healing is felt by the people. And therefore, we demanded that we be included as essential service workers. We also requested that because a lot of our practitioners do not have e-money, they they poor, they live in rural areas where but, but they are supposed to look after about seven or more family members. We requested that minister help us facilitate food parcels, you know, to, to those practitioners. And we, we said to them, uh, we said to him, we have a database of practitioners that we think are really deserving to get this kind of support. We requested for Ama gloves. You know, the PPEs, mm. you know, for safety of our members and also to ensure that we guarantee e-health to the, I mean, to the, to the clients. Yeah, we yeah. also requested further that um, they help us with funding for research because we felt that there's need for healers, I mean, for, in order for us as leaders or practitioners to stop Abati, I can treat COVID, I can do all sorts of things all of a sudden. We said to them, please, they could, they should put all of the claims on hold until a process to investigate what sort of medicinal plants could be used in the treatment, uh, could be used and investigated thoroughly uh, uh, that South Africa can be proud of. You know, mm. and those plants are plants that that are able to treat anything that is related to, you know, um, 
anything that is related to imikushane and all of sure, those things, sure, Re- sure. Uh, respiratory uh, conditions. Yeah, and I guess so, that's important. I mean, I guess that's important in this case because many people have suggested that uh, the real battle here is in treating the symptoms of this virus and uh, uh, replenishing the ability of the body to fight back and cr- and to create its own antibodies. So I think there's a critical role uh, in you playing a role there uh, in Mikushane and all of the things that you mentioned. I'm quite interested. I mean, uh, the lockdown uh, has uh, extensive restrictions on the mobility of people in general. Uh, and the nature of your work is is such that uh, at some point, and be able uh, to to add value to them and use them in in the day to day operation of your work. Are you still able to do that? Are you able, uh, you know, wamba your kamakliz and and uh, be able to return uh, or even go to a place like Guamaymai and go and buy a makliza from maybe somebody else? Um, is, are those options still open uh, to many of you? Yes, uh, not not all of those options were given to us, but these are things that we constantly because remember this is a struggle. We constantly are requesting for these things, a lot of them every day, like we are doing now through Metro FM. Mm. And I know that a lot of ministers, a lot of PAs are listening to Metro now. So what we what we, we, we requested to minister is that let's have all the Faraday bio traders, you know, the multi traders there, let Faraday be opened. We did not only speak about Faraday, we spoke also about Eteguini. And we are happy to report this evening that finally Eteguini is open. But it's not adequate. We are saying they should be opened with PEE supplied to biotraders. Because as Funi Babona Bekula, we want them to be to come alive and all of that. But over and above this, we are saying to Abantu Bagut, we should not take advantage of these available um, uh, provisions by government because they did not come very easy, you know. And and people should appreciate what we at least we're, we're fighting with government. We're trying to correct some things that we felt were unjust, but they still have to maintain safety. They still have to ensure that uh, uh, the rules, uh, they, they go by the rules of the book. They should make sure that they don't go around Galavan streets, you know, when it's not necessary. And even Natsitina Jemabelat, we said we are not just going to, there are things that we are not going to do. For instance, the test is a woman, Mm. We are not going to do initiation sure. for now. We are not going to do imikrimbi uh, yama rituals wherein would have to go emilangin. Mm. Uh, you know, we, there are things that we have decided. But let's help government to restrain ourselves from, and so that at least we are not seen to just be worker bonding and having a leisure. But instead, we are seen to be, you know, to to be uh, assisting providing essential services. It makes sense to government who mm. is an essential service provider. We said uh, because Abelapi, I mean, I'm a patient, they don't mind and they don't care. But uh, this is the time where they're supposed to be in house. So we need to also educate them with the little information because we don't know much about COVID. Sure, you know, we're sure. just only hearing from newspaper, from, uh, you know, from the mediums that and, 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 and it's interesting that with. you mentioned that, uh, Coco, because I, I, I want us to, to drill down a bit further into that. I mean, mm. uh, at the end of the day, you have had a wealth of experience as Aboko Bela Nenyang in dealing with some of the symptoms of COVID-19. Mm. Uh, and you've made it very clear, uh, and uh, some of the other symptoms, it's something that you're used to. It's your daily bread. Mm. Now, I am interested in whether or not there has been some collaboration 
you know, uh, convened by government or anybody uh, relevant enough to do that, to say how do we now research as part of our entire clinical toolbox some of the things uh, in African medicine that uh, would be suitable to deal with some of these symptoms. Because uh, we know that the process of healing is not just a you know, a physiological or a biological one. Uh, you mm. know, as I'm Africa, we say th- th- there's an important spiritual dimension to that as well. And I'm quite interested in whether or not uh, that's being fitted in into the, you know, African uh, clinical and medical response uh, to not only this challenge, but even some of the symptoms of COVID-19 as well. Yes. Uh, th- thank you very much, uh, Ayabong. You know, what we did once we had the president has called for a lockdown, we then approached quickly the Department of Science and Innovation, and he mm. said to them, within Science and Innovation, you've got an IKS unit. Let's see that unit working for us as Abelab. Mm. Because we do not want to go around spreading lies that we can treat this. But let's give you a menu of plans that we know are, could, you know, could help. You know? And then let's investigate this. So fortunately, we're well received within Science and Technology. They then tried to put together a team of very, very advanced scientists you know, uh, that we're going to work with. Um, among other universities, it's University of KwaZulu-Natal, University of Pretoria, uh, University of, um, of the Free State, which will be hosting the study, and, 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 and also this. You know, we're trying to put together a number of universities and also science councils because we're saying once we have researched and found that some of these plants are very useful, where then do we pick these plants? Where do we collect them? So let's rather take these plants back to community. Mm. You know, so that at least these uh, communities, La Rural, who have looked after these plants for so many years, mm. they make sure that they feed South Africa with the natural resource, with the raw materials, so that themselves also they can make money from it. So that it's not only just urban areas that constantly make money and live out in the rural areas where these plants grow widely. So we want to see from this exercise, I'm a spin-off businesses. The Department of Environment, the Forest and Agriculture, those communities who are going to be allocated the work to do cultivation, let them get funding so that they don't get, um, so that they're able to also come in as, I mean, they're able to participate in the value chain. But for now, we cannot speak so much about it other than saying we have planned properly on how communities are going to be beneficiated. That is if we are able to make breakthrough science mm. and innovation in this. Coco, I certainly hear from what you're saying and the passion within which you're conveying it that the opportunities here are not only on the clinical side of things, but they are also medical, industrial uh, and even environmental uh, opportunities uh, in what you are calling for. And uh, we'll certainly continue to uh, follow very closely uh, some of the strides you're making there. And, uh, of course, uh, also whether or not you're receiving a receptive ear uh, from the powers that be. But uh, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much to the station for affording us the opportunity. If it's an emergency. Thank you.